Hello and welcome. We are so excited to be here today. Very excited. And the topic is going to be a good one. It'll be really good. I know we've said that about a lot of them. But it'll be really good this, this time. Really good. <laughs> so um, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with moms. Mm. That's our only hint. Cliffhanger. Let's go. Welcome back to quarantine. Um, sadly, still no Lauren. She'll be back soon. But I'm Athena. And I'm Father David Kidd. And I love to share with you some information about our sponsors. First, I'd like to share with you about this awesome app. And you may have heard of it many a times, but it is the Awaken app. And you can find it at theawakenapp.io. And it's got awesome videos, and audio, music, talks, ideas for prayer, as well as building uh, a real virtual community. The other thing I'd like to share with you is another one of our sponsors on Awaken Nation. And this is a great way to kind of support. If you love what we're doing here and want to keep it going just for a price of a really good cup of coffee, um, not the coffee, but the price of the coffee that you would give then, you can go to awakencatholic.org forward slash donate and support the work we're doing here, which is really commuting, communicating the faith and the truth of Jesus Christ through beauty. And today's episode is brought to you by Casa Bea Cleaning Services. Casa Bea is a one-stop shop for all things clean. If you live in the Northwest Ohio area, Casa Bea is the ideal option to keep your residence, commercial, or new construction clean. Casa Bea is also one of the only services in Northwest Ohio that provides deep and professional carpet cleaning. Most importantly right now during the pandemic, keeping your home and offices clean and COVID-19 free is of the utmost importance, and it happens to be their specialty. That includes doorknobs, light switches, surfaces, ATMs, anything you can think of. Get the peace of mind knowing your home or com commercial environment is professionally clean by visiting casabeacleaning.info today. That was really good. Thank you. Nice job. Thank you. I'm getting better at that. <laughs> it's really cool to have a sponsor. It makes me feel fancy. Um, so today... Our hint was mothers. What do we think? What's the topic? Mary. Mother Mary. And I think it's important, one, just to start with, like, who was she, right? Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start first. That This is now our third time trying to record this. So Mama Mary, we pray to Hail Mary. We're hoping this one goes through because this is, this is important information to know. Um, and we want to grow in our relationship with her. So to start. So Mary was obviously chosen before birth for this really important role because she's not born with sin, right? Um, which is super cool. And that makes her super holy and really awesome. But on the outside, you couldn't tell that. Right. Um, and she was just a normal teenager. That's it. Like there was nothing that like the, a halo didn't like follow her around. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like God didn't like light up her path everywhere she walked. She was just normal, a typical teenager. And one day an angel visits her. And he's like, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna birth the savior, right? Like that's what that's kind of how it goes." And um, she's like, uh, "Just want to clarify a question: How's that gonna take place?" Yeah, and and the angel just says, "Like, because God's really cool and He can do all things, and this is what He's gonna do." And there's no hesitation, right? She doesn't sit there like we would and be like, 
give me a month. Like, let me just write or a year. Like, let, let me, me see if I got other things going can you, on. Can we wait till it fits better in our life? Like, no, she just looks at the angel and she's like, okay, if that's what the Lord wants, then let's do it. Um, and it's important to know that where when Mary's growing up, it is not like today's world, right? Um, so if you watch even that new movie, The Star, mm-hmm. Mary, you can tell, is so nervous to tell Joseph, right? And that's not because Joseph is this horrible person and he's not going to take this well, but it's because um, this is not okay <laughs> in her age. Like, it's really not. Like, when she's growing up, where she's living, this is not an okay thing. Um, this This makes her a really unclean, like, dirty person that is how people were viewed then and because joseph's thinking gosh i'm betrothed to this woman you know we're going to be married and all of a sudden i find out what she's pregnant and he's like you know most people 99.9999 (laughs) percent you know usually takes a man to help do that and he's like it wasn't me so who was it mary right and she's like well it's by the power of the holy spirit and he's like well, I've never heard that one before. That's a new one. Right, right. And so there's a lot of trust that Mary has to really convey and show forth. And I think to your point, Athena, she's, you know, she doesn't experience any FOMO. Yeah. Like, well, I got other plans. I could be missing out on all these awesome things as a teenager. And she's like, no, I'm going to commit to God's plan. And because- I'm sure those thoughts went through her head. Oh, I'm sure yeah. she sat there in that moment because just like we would, she's human. I'm sure she's thinking, what do I tell Joseph? What if he doesn't want to marry me? What is my life going to look like? Can I even do this? But never once does she show it. And I think she's such a good image of strength um, in the most humble way that we don't always recognize. Um, But before we get into that, I think it's also important to, to share that, like, if you are not Catholic and you're tuning in with us, welcome. Super awesome. Um, Glad you're here. But know that we don't worship Mary. Yes, we have statues of her. Yes, we have altars for her. But know that the Catholic Church completely understands that we are centered on the Eucharist, on Jesus Christ himself, right? If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here. But guess what? He came from his mom, just like everyone else. So if it wasn't for her, yes, the Catholic Church couldn't be here today. And so it's important that we honor that and we recognize that. Um, And two, Yes, if you've ever been at a Catholic event of any sort, I am sure you've heard some version of a Hail Mary, okay? Please know that that is not us praying to Mary. That's not us saying, Mary, we know you can do all things, do it, okay? That is us asking Mary to intercede for us, meaning just as I would ask Father Kid if I'm struggling to pray for me, I'm asking Mary to take those prayers and pray for me and lay them at the foot of the cross. Give them to Christ, right? Because she had the, like, other than Christ's relationship with the Lord, she had the closest relationship with Christ because that bond between a mother and a child is so strong. So she is the closest person to Christ that we can ask for help. And so that's what we're doing. When we're interceding, when we're praying Hail Marys, we're asking for her help. We're not asking her to do anything because we know only Christ can change our hearts. But we're asking Mary to take it to Christ. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's so beautiful. And I think, too, that that also shows her strength, right? Because when Christ is going through life, you see moments in Scripture where Mary's a normal mom, right? She loses him at the temple. Um, I've never left a child like 
all the way somewhere and not realized yet. it. No, not yet. <laughs> um, granted, mine are younger than Jesus was at that time. But but like it shows how human she was. It's important to see those, right? Because sometimes we think of saints or we think of the people in the church as like these super holy people that we can't amount to. Okay. Mary and Joseph left Jesus somewhere and like literally left thinking the other one had him and had to go back to get him. Okay. So like they're completely normal human beings. Um, two, you see throughout scripture um, those moments where she's especially, I always think of the wedding at Cana when she basically tells Jesus like, no, your mom said like she in a very nice way, right? Not always how I say it to my kids, <laughs> but in a very nice way, like mama says this is happening. So I'm asking you to do it in a way that like, you know how your mom uses those words where you're like, I can't say no. Right. Like that's kind of what it is. Right. And Christ does that because, again, he honors his mother because she's so important. And he knows that even while he's, you know, partly human here on this earth. That's beautiful. And I, you know, part of it, too, is you think of some of the great beliefs that we have about the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I think one of them we think is literally she's the Blessed Virgin Mary. Right. So she's perpetually, we would say, since her existence and continues to be a virgin. And you're like, wow, how can that be? Right. It's like, it's not magic. Amazing. Right. It's not magic. Um, You know, and often we pray in the Hail Mary, we say Hail Mary full of grace. Right. So she's full of the grace that God has imparted to her. Because we also say that she's without sin from the very beginning, from her own conception. Um, Which is crazy to think about. Right. Because you're like, wow, this is pretty amazing. God's like pretty much aligning the stars, aligning this wonderful, beautiful, blessed Virgin Mary to be that mother of God, to be that vessel for God, to be that one who really, when we pray to her, she's directing those prayers to her son, Jesus Christ. And it's through, as we would often say too, that queenship of Mary, right? So we say she's queen of both heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. It's one of the last uh, mysteries we'll get into a little bit with the rosary, but that's one of the things we celebrate in her is her privileged spot, her privileged role right next to her son, allowing her to really work on our behalf, you know? Um, and I think that's one of the neat things we think, too, of our own mothers, too, right, is that such a beautiful role within the family that's so pivotal, that's so needed, right, is that role— really to take those prayers to Jesus. And I don't think that she had any idea what God really had in store for her, yeah. right? Like, I think if if we were to time travel and be like, did you know that one day you're going to be a queen? She'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? And I think that's like, it's a title that she well earned, right? She, she sat there at the foot of the cross weeping as her son's dying. She well earned that title, but I don't think ever in her life did she ever think like, that's going to be me one day, right? And I think that's important to note too. Um, and two, this, the scene in the scripture, I call them scenes because I like to like put myself in them because they, yeah. it's not me reading them. It's me like actually living my faith. Um, where, where Jesus is dying and he literally kind of hands his mother over to the apostles and he says, this is your mom. Mm. It's so important, right? Because one, okay, yes, he gave his mom to the apostles and he's asking them to care for her. That's beautiful. So moving. Shows how much he loves his mom. Two, that is him giving Mary to us. So whether you have a terrible relationship with your mom here on earth or you have an amazing one, you already have the most perfect mother possible. In heaven. 
even though she leaves Jesus at a temple. She is the most perfect mother that you can ever have in heaven. And I think it's so important. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about the rosary in, in a minute, too. But I think it's so important to know that, like, when we're praying for her intercession, when we're talking with her, right, because that's what prayer is. Um, if you didn't know, it's just supposed to be a conversation. It doesn't have to be anything super elegant. Um, when we're having those conversations with Mary, we're doing it because we need our mom. Yeah. Right. When we get when we get in fights with our friends, especially teenage girls, you guys know what I'm talking <laughs> about. This was never me, of course, but um, we don't always go right to that friend to apologize, even if we think that like maybe there's a slight chance that we are wrong. Mm-hmm. We're like, we nope, not doing that. At least. If you're stubborn, you don't do that. Um, I wouldn't know from experience. But I do know that, like, my first person to go to was always my mom. Because my mom was so loving, but she was tough. Mm, And she would tell me, "Mm, nope, you messed that one up and you need to go back. And you need to own that. And I think that Mother Mary does that in such a humble way. Like, we look to her and, and how she's depicted a lot of times is kind of... Um, mourning Jesus or joyful holding Jesus as a, as a baby. But I don't think that we look at her as like tough. Yeah. And like she lives out the worst nightmare of any mother and that's to lose your child. Right. And not only does she lose her child before she goes, but she also has to watch the entire thing. She has to watch the entire thing, trusting in the Lord's plan, but having no idea what the heck that plan is. And I think it's so important for us to to realize that like, she was humble, but she was tough. Mm-hmm. And you see that even in the wedding at Cana. Right. She doesn't let go of Jesus when she's like, no, this is what needs to happen. She's a tough but loving mother. And I think we see that in a great example, too, with uh, Pope St. John Paul II, who's right behind me, shaven. And, you know, he lost his own mother at the age of nine. And, you know, he could have easily fallen into total just disrepair, you know, mm-hmm. and just sadness, and, and rightly so. But one of the things he saw and really turned to was the Blessed Mother, and he said, you need to be my mother now, because he saw and heard that example of a mother that he needed, someone that he could pray to, someone that he could go to, someone that he could trust, someone that he knew was going to take his prayers right to Jesus. And I think that's often like having that great, what we would say, and call a devotion, right? Mm -hmm. Great devotion, meaning something to which we we feel passionately about, that we practice and live out. Is it devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary, to Mary? And and she gives us that great model and that great witness of motherhood um, for us. And I can't think of a person that's stronger than Mary, right? Her strength, she carries the weight of the world on her shoulders. She really does. And she doesn't complain, right? So, like, unlike sometimes, because I know I've done this with my <laughs> kids, your mom, when you're like, mom, 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 and, like, you lose it a little bit, right? My kids do that always at the worst times. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm coming. Mary never responds that way, right? When we go to her and we're like, mom, mom, okay, mom, I have another thing. Like she just sits there and she's like, okay, cool. Let's, let's talk about it. Let me be here for you. Um, and I think with that, we do not give credit, especially younger generations, Mm. the strength and power that is in the rosary. Yeah. Right. So if you don't know what a rosary is, that is literally us praying with Mary. Um, And it's a way for us, for me, like I know I struggle with the rosary just because it's the repetition. Um, I I don't get to be like super creative in my prayer. Um, 
it's it's not that I'm not traditional, but like it's very traditional. I always think of it as like old school. So it's something that I still am working on. But it's such a beautiful way to sit down and really focus and center yourself on whatever that is that you're praying for. Um, and just to feel at peace. Because I know when I've prayed the rosary and I've actually tried, not just like, because I, I remember bus rides to March for Life when <laughs> the priest would get up and like, we're going to pray the rosary. Um, Father Matt Rader here was always the one that did that. Um, and I remember as a teen and and he was a seminarian, I'd be like, really? Really? At like 2 a.m. on the bus, we're going to pray the rosary. This is great. Thank you. Because everyone had to take their music out. And I was like, Ugh. and now looking back, like those times when I actually prayed it, when I was like, okay, if we have to do it, I might as well do it. You feel so at peace. Yeah. And I think that's honestly how Mary felt as she walked the earth, even through all this hardship with Christ. Right. She just felt that peace and she wants us to feel that. And you think of all the different times in which the Blessed Virgin Mary has kind of appeared, whether it be in Fatima, mm-hmm. Portugal, or, you know, we think of Lourdes in France, um, or even in um, Mexico City, um, in Our Lady of Guadalupe, all these times in which our Blessed Mother has appeared, she often will say what? Make sure you pray the rosary. Yeah. <laughs> and pray for peace in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember my grandmother, this was uh, a couple years ago, and she hadn't gotten back from a trip to a shrine dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And she had all made us individually, for all of her grandchildren, 34 grandchildren, rosaries, each wow. one of us. And she's handing them out to each one of us. This is around Thanksgiving time. And and she says, make sure you pray this every day because our Blessed Mother asks us to pray. And she asks us to pray for peace. And if you're not praying for peace, then who is? Yeah. I said, and she asked me to lead the prayer. And I said, well, I'll just give you the microphone, <laughs> Grandma. You're doing great. It was awesome, and it's that powerful witness. Um, but it's that prayer of the rosary, really. I think that that really helps us. You know, it's a tradition. The church comes all the way from the 13th century. Blessed Mother appears to Saint Dominic, and it's Saint Dominic that's that's really actually doing another form of penance. Um, and she says, she says, no, pray this instead. And that custom too, originally it being 150. Uh, individual Hail Marys to make up the rosary and to make up all the decades of the rosary was really a reflection back on the 150 psalms that we find in the Old Testament, right, from the Bible. Um, But this tradition, of course, continues to grow. So Pope St. John Paul II, again, the one behind me here, adds another set of mysteries called the Mysteries of Light, the Luminous Mysteries, and points to these beautiful, really, scenes from Christ's life and the Blessed Virgin Mary's life. And all of the, the rosary is is helping us enter more deeply into that relationship with Christ and the Blessed Virgin Mary through their life, through what we find in our beliefs, in our practices of the faith, and in what we see in the Word of God and Scripture. And like, I have friends who literally consider their rosary a weapon. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird, right? Because yeah. it's like a prayerful, peaceful thing. But it's because of how strong our Mother Mary really is. And we don't, like, I know I don't pray it enough. I don't know many teens that decide every day that they're going to pray the rosary, right? Sometimes we pray something, and we're lucky if we do that. So I I know that I don't use it enough, but I can tell you that I know people that anytime someone has something they have to pray for, they whip out a rosary, Mm. and that's what they use, and that's what's changing the world. And it's it's it sounds dramatic and like okay, whatever. You're a youth minister, whatever. Like that's you believe those things, but but for real, if we if we can just 
dig our heels in, get over ourselves. Yeah, sometimes it sucks. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. Any new thing is hard, right? Anything. Um, For me, I started working out. I'm only two workouts in this year, okay? They were hard and they sucked. (laughs) But guess what? I'm going to keep doing them. It's the same with the rosary. It might be weird. It might be awkward. Um, Maybe we don't have a relationship with Mary at all. Maybe we're not Catholic and we don't know. Um, If that's the case, reach out to a Catholic friend. Contact us. Get on that Awaken app. Contact us and we will help you pray the rosary because it's a conversation with our mother. And it's a way for us to reflect on Christ's life, on her life. It's a way for us to forget the world for a minute. And I feel like we all need to do that sometimes. Just forget what's going on in the world, especially with all the craziness right now. Forget what's going on in the world. Enter in. And with that, like, Mary went through hard things. Hard things. And never once did she not feel at peace. Never once did she not feel the joy of the Lord. And right now, like, our world is going, like, especially here in the U.S., like, our world is going through some crazy, crazy crap. Right. And I can see some people very fearful, but I'm telling you that if you pick up your rosary, dust it off, okay, clean it, whatever you have to do, carry it in your pocket, in your backpack, keep it on you, realize how powerful it is. I promise you that Mary, through Christ, will deliver us peace. I promise you, because Mary's that strong. And I think her showing up on earth shows that even though she's not here with us physically, she has not given up on her children. She still continues to show herself to them and remind us because we're human and we screw up and we mess up and we forget to do things. And we're children, right? And that's what children do too. We we mess up all the time. Mary continually comes to us and says like, hey, and she picks someone new, but she says, hey, try again, do this again, keep praying the rosary. I know I told you this years ago, do it again, because she loves us so much. And I think it it, it just goes to show how great of a mother she is um, and how important Christ was in her eyes, but how important we are in her eyes. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. And this also makes me realize I need to pray the rosary more <laughs> and also grow in my relationship with Mary. And, you know, it's it's awesome when you can tell people, hey, I offer my rosary today for you. Or, you know, you know we hear someone maybe going through a difficult time or they've got COVID-19 or they've mm-hmm. had to quarantine and they're away from their family or they're missing their classmates or their friends from school, right? And they were able to just pick up that rosary and you could say, you know, I offer that for you because I knew you were suffering. I knew it was a difficult time for you. We could do that in the car, whether we're driving to school yeah. or we're... And you can spread it out through your day. Yeah. Know that like if you are a person that cannot sit still for that long, like start your day with the rosary, right? Do a mystery. And then maybe around lunchtime, do another one, right? Fit it into your day. Plus, that turns your whole day into a prayer, which is so beautiful and we all need to do more. But it but it centers us, right? Maybe it's you do mysteries when you get road rage, yeah. right? Whatever it is, fit it in. Maybe it's when you don't want to do homework. Instead of getting on your Instagram or Twitter or um, TikTok, right? Instead, first you pray a mystery, and center yourself and figure out where you need to be in your journey with Christ and where you need to be in that day and, and be present in those moments. 
um, because I promise you'll feel a difference. And I promise Mother Mary loves you enough that she's going to show up in some way or form for you as you're praying with her. Um, so do that. Do that. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I know this one was a little little heavy, right? But I think it's so important just to remember that um, we don't worship Mary. She worships a she worship. Wow. I can't even talk now. She <laughs> worships Christ with us alongside us. Um, and she is so powerful in her prayers and we need to utilize that. So thanks for tuning in and catch us next time. Thanks so much. God bless. This show and all media on Awakened Catholic is made possible by the Awakened Nation and the Hollow app. The Awakened Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.